Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about the importance of allowing yourself to take breaks throughout the day, especially a lunch break. And to do that, I have brought on Mackenzie Bancroft. Hello, Mackenzie. Hi, it's good to be here. It's so nice to have you. Uh, Mackenzie and I are both, you know, full-time nannies. And so we've been working to make this happen for a while. And I'm so glad that we found a time. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) We were just saying both of our um, nanny kids, well, one of mine and um, Mackenzie's are out of the country right now. So we were like, we have time. (laughs) We have to do this. (laughs) Quick, go. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make it happen. So, which I'm sure... uh, you nannies at home (laughs) know the feeling of (laughs) when your nanny family goes on vacation, you're like, oh, I have to squeeze in all these life things for myself. Um, (laughs) Like a haircut. (laughs) Yes, like a haircut. I'm doing a bunch of doctor's appointments. (laughs) I just got back from a haircut. (laughs) Yep, that's awesome. I should schedule one of those. (laughs) I don't know. I think Christmas was the last time I got a haircut. So that gives you a little clue into <laughs> my, my hair routine. Um, well, awesome. Well, before we talk about the importance of allowing yourself breaks as a nanny, um, let's hear a little bit about your background. Sounds great. I currently live just outside of Philadelphia. I work as a house manager. Um, I have a degree in early childhood education and special needs with a focus in multicultural education. Uh, When I was in college, I worked as a nanny with the same family for three years, and I loved it. I realized that I loved teaching, but I also really loved helping families. I loved how it felt to empower working parents. I loved organizing the house. I loved being involved in helping to raise the children. And it was a complete joy. And I knew that it was what I had to do professionally. So I graduated college. I worked with infants in Brooklyn for a year. 
and then I found the English Nanny and Governess School in the U.S., and I decided to go for extra training and got my newborn care specialist certification, and from there, I launched my career. So I've been working as a professional nanny for six years now, and I love it. I run a blog on Instagram with one of my best nanny friends, Catherine. Um, the blog's called Not Quite Mary Poppins, because that's what we are. Not quite perfect in every way, <laughs> but working to bring kids some stability, some love, and lots of fun. And I'm really excited to be um, speaking at Nanny Palooza this year, too. So amazing that's all really really wonderful yeah and i do highly encourage everyone listening to check out not quite many uh, not quite mary poppins and also to try to make it to nanny palooza it's just the best it really is <laughs> i i just i come away from it feeling so rejuvenated as a nanny so um well wonderful well let's talk about lunch breaks and and kind of breaks in general throughout the nanny day. So as um, I asked you to do this because I saw that you posted about the importance of taking a lunch break and how, you know, in normal, like you go into an office, not normal, in work situations where <laughs> you go into an office, um, there is a kind of scheduled in lunch break a lot of the time or um a lot of jobs you know have breaks scheduled in for you uh and and nanny is certainly <laughs> not that way and feeding children lunch uh is maybe the opposite of a break sometimes especially yeah. with babies and toddlers so <laughs> um absolutely so yeah, I, I, I agree with you um, in your original posts that kind of got this ball rolling that it's important to take a lunch break, but it's hard sometimes to find that time. So when do you normally take your lunch break? Yeah, it is uh, very hard. Just in case for anyone who hasn't seen that post, I want it to be known that I didn't for the first few no years of my career. Mm -hmm. um, I was basically just sometimes eating what the kids had left over, which is both embarrassing and something I'm willing to admit for <laughs> the purpose of this conversation. Um, and I intentionally carve it out now. So I take my break um, during the house quiet time, which is usually around 1.30 or 2. This is usually means that I may have already eaten with the kids and had lunch uh, while I'm hanging out with them. And sometimes it means that I'm eating a later lunch in the day, which for me is okay. And um, that's why I meal prep. <laughs> I meal prep before the week starts so that I can make sure that I can have my own lunch, which is a whole different topic, making yeah. sure that you eat when you're on the job. <laughs> but, yes. Um, that is when I take my break. Nice. Yeah. And so during that quiet time, um, is that something that you have cultivated with the child that they know? Because um, you have one nanny kid right now? I have three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Then that's something that you've cultivated <laughs> with the nanny kids um, to 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 have them know that that they'll they'll have to kind of entertain themselves in a quiet way yeah, it is a cultivated house quiet time, so it did not exist uh, before I got into this household, and I voiced uh, my opinion on the matter, and thankfully I have a family that was 100% wholeheartedly behind it. And so especially in the summertime, we cultivate what we call the quiet hour and the kids take a break 
Uh, they take a break from the running, the rush, the planning, whatever we did in the day, uh, the camps that they went to in the morning, the things that they'll have in the afternoon. And we spend that one hour um, just in, in relaxing mode. I love it. That's a great idea. Um, and why is it important to give yourself a break during the day? We've kind of said it several times, but let's kind of get more into the nitty gritty details of why it's important. Yeah. I originally heard this question. I was like, let me list the ways. <laughs> um, it revitalizes my whole day as nannies. Uh, this is such an important thing to know. We do not get a lot of body autonomy in a day. Right. So we do not have space for our own body. And I think that it's really important to make that space for our bodies to take a break for even 15 minutes from somebody hanging off of them. Sometimes that 15 minutes just means that I get to go to the bathroom without someone <laughs> talking to me through the door. And yes, <laughs> after that break, I am more motivated. I'm more focused. I'm more centered. Taking a moment for that mental refocus on gratitude uh, before ending the break also helps to restore a greater empathy and understanding with the kids. And combining all of those things puts for a great long-term day. And it really prevents burnout proactively. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I have a, I'm pretty sure it's on the Chronicles of Nania's Instagram account, uh, a picture of one of my little guys putting one of his plastic swords under the door while I was using oh, the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Just... yeah, I get the little fingers. Can you mm -hmm. see my hands? How many fingers can you count? <laughs> and I'm like counting their fingers and toes as I'm using the restroom. And I'm like, mm, no, this is not what most people do in a day. <laughs> oh, no, it certainly isn't. But I do love it. But yes, it is so important to have that time of just being able to move your body and think your thoughts yes. <laughs> in, in your own way of, of not having to answer a million questions or uh, <laughs> think of how every moment can be a teaching moment because that is very important and we all strive to do that and are, are good at doing that. But it's nice to turn that switch off for a few minutes so that when you turn it back on, it's ready to go for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that uh, you relax during your break? So I always have a book with me at work. Mm -hmm. I love reading. Uh, that's really important to me. Um, the oldest child that I work with currently also loves reading. So it's actually helped because I'll read and then he's in a different room and he reads. And nice. that's one of the most relaxing things I can do for myself. Um, and a way to I, model uh, reading because <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's super important for, and I mean, there are lots of studies that say it is super important for kids to see you reading. Yes, I agree. I I actually think that I use that time to model a lot of really healthy things. One of the other things that I like to do um, is exercise. I'm mm -hmm. really blessed to work in a space where I can pop on a yoga video or um, use the Peloton bike that's in that yeah. space. And I, whenever I have a little extra time, I really like to uh, enjoy that, <laughs> that I don't have at home. And sometimes my self-care is just taking a break to take care of my home life, to be honest. Maybe I'm writing up my own calendar or making a phone call for booking a doctor's appointment, like you said. 
yeah. <laughs> or responding to my own personal emails uh, as I don't use my phone throughout the day. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I just pudge out on Instagram, but that one yes. I'm not going to model for my oldest. <laughs> right. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I need to just play like Candy Crush for 10 minutes and just mindless, please. Yeah. Just put these little candies in order. (laughs) I, when I was in college, well, when I was in grad school, actually, I found myself really addicted to Farmville and I realized in, I think like in therapy one day I was like, Oh, when I feel out of control of my own life, it makes me feel better to be able to control a little farm on a computer. Um, and oh, that me, that comes from Sims too. Yeah. Like yes. Yes. The roller coaster tycoon game we would play. Mm-hmm. Yes, kids. I agree. I can yeah. see it. Yep. Um, but yes, I love all of those ideas. I I do have the question of if you do ride a bike during like the Peloton and I know that's like a stationary bike, but if you choose to do that, do the kids ever ask like, that's not quiet or is it? You know, I've never had them say that to me. Yeah. That's a good point. It hasn't come up yet. I think that they kind of just accept that it's not something that I can do outside or with them. Right. And so it's what I do as my alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the quiet hour isn't always necessarily silent either. Yeah. So like the, the kids will often, um, the middle child sometimes likes to listen to music. The youngest child or oldest child might be listening to audiobooks on a CD mm-hmm. player, which is totally old school. Yes. Um, so we might have those going. And so I, I think that it's less like silent, even though we call it the quiet hour, uh, because we're not talking to each other. Right. It's yes. like the biggest thing. So <laughs> I, I originally started calling it quiet hour solely because it, it was supposed to be well stated that like, I guess it could more aptly be put as like individual hour, but that's long. Yeah. <laughs> and a mouthful. Thing. The yeah. sounds in that are harder to say. Um, yeah. And totally. the time had like a negative, yeah. like alone. So we, we named it something and rolled with it, but it, yeah, I don't know. The oldest is pretty sassy. I might get some pushback on that this summer. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious. Um, but I also bet that, you know, if you've set it up as, uh, spelled out more of the culture behind it, that it, it matters less what you call it and more, um, how you model it. So it sounds like you're, you're being, uh, thoughtful about how you spend that time and model it. And, uh, that's great. Um, so if a nanny is listening and they're thinking, but I don't have time to take a break. I have too much to do. Um, which I totally like know those invasive thoughts. Um, what are some of the ways to help them work out some time for a break? I think that my first piece of advice would be prioritizing. We have so much to do as nannies. And one thing that has helped me a lot is mapping out my week. So I used to just have a list of all the things that I needed to do in a week. And that included the things that I did each day. And I used to feel like I had too many tasks to finish. How could I take a break? Um, So I just, I planned out all of the activities. I am currently a house manager. So my activities are varied. 
from when I was nannying, but I have a list of what I need to do each day, a list of what I need to do each week, and a list of what I complete each month. And I put the list up for the day and assign times for it. And I put out a week schedule of what I need to do. And I segmented it to each day. For instance, like Monday is grocery shopping and organizing. Tuesday is laundry and cleaning the kids' clothes and reorganizing. Wednesday is for larger house products and so like projects and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And so it has really helped me to see that I don't have to climb the whole mountain in one day. (laughs) Right. I have a list of things laid out and it also helps my employers to see which things I'm getting done and when, and helps them to see, um, I think it helps them to see that when I am taking a break, these are all the things that I've already done. And these are all the times that I've planned it out. Yeah. And it also probably gives them uh, slightly more confidence that, you know, you've already thought about all the tasks that you need to do. Um, and, and you are really taking it into account, um, and that the break will help you do them better than not having the break. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And, and I, I think that, um, like you said, prioritizing and knowing that, your own sanity and like you talked about the burnout, um, avoiding that burnout aspect are really important. So if, you know, the dishes don't get unloaded once, (laughs) you know, that, that (laughs) might be fine. Uh, you know, your household culture the best, but, um, but yeah, prioritizing and, and making sure that you are, uh, taking into account your own sanity as a priority as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So what if there are cameras and a nanny is nervous about taking a break? Uh, I, I think that communicating with your nanny family is super important on this. Um, How can you, how can a nanny approach their nanny family and, and communicate how important it is for nannies to have a break. Yeah, I totally get that. I I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that communication is the critical part. Uh, So I have worked in many homes where there have been cameras of all kinds all around. And so I understand the pressure to feel like you're performing at all times Mm -hmm. and that the, the fear that the one time that they'll actually utilize or see you during the day is the time you're sitting down or the time that you're not with the kids. Um, which is why I love talking to parents in advance. Uh, if you feel nervous, um, I, I would suggest that that's what you do. Let them know that you're going to take a break during the day. You can take time to list the science of resetting all the things that we've kind of touched on earlier talking to the parents about how important it is to model downtime for the children, talking to the parents about the importance of teaching children self-regulation and autonomy and independent play, because as important as it is to play with kids, it's also important to cultivate that independent play with them as well. And Mm -hmm. you can both do that through modeling by being able to read or play by yourself as a nanny (laughs) 
and teaching the kids to do it as well. You can teach parents that rest is not only good for you and how you work and for your mental health, it's also good for the kids' mental health. It's good for their home environment to nurture that quiet time, our spirit of simplicity. And most parents that we work for, when they see that you have thought about it, that you're not just exhausted or burned out or tired, uh, when they see that you have put intentional thought into why you are taking that space, even if it's the 10 minutes that you're explaining to them, 15 minutes, or if it is like the full hour uh, kind of thing. Most parents that we work for understand that. And that's why it's key, I think, also to have systems and prioritize, as mentioned earlier, because they know that while you are both intentionally carving out time to take a break, you have also set aside all of the time and intentionally carved out pieces for the tasks that they need you to do that they consider essential to running the home. Yes, I completely agree. Um, And we kind of already touched on – kids that don't nap um, with Mm -hmm. that quiet hour. But if you're in a family that um, potentially that the kids don't nap and you haven't cultivated that quiet hour and you have them (laughs) all day, uh, is there a way to still take a break? I would suggest, my biggest suggestion is creating that piece of intentionality. So the most successful way that I have found is to build it in. So I, I've, I have currently touched on the fact that I have three charges. They're eight, five, and four, and they're home all day in the summer during snow days, during breaks, during sick days. And I still take a break because I've taken the time to design that quiet time with the family I work with. Now, it's going to look different <laughs> with every family you work with. Right. So it could be like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But I actually, I really do believe in the importance of cultivating that time for older kids. So for me, the time that I've built into the day, yes, it's important for me to take that as a break. And I really do believe it. And I've preached about why I believe it, but I also believe that it's important for kids to take that. Um, Kids have an incredibly structured life nowadays, like Mm -hmm. depending on where you live or depending on the city you're in, it can look different, but genuinely the structure of children's lives is much more rigid than it it was even 20 years ago when we were kids. And so for me, I, I have seen the science of that in education. I have seen the importance of that in psychology. And I think that adding that into a family's life adds a lot of value. And I think that you can add that in, in a way that both doesn't seem selfish as just taking a break for you and simultaneously teaches both the kids and the parents the value that that kind of quiet and rest time can give to their children for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I also think it's important to keep in mind, um, even if you have kids that do nap, because I know right now I'm working with toddlers and I, there's this, um, this hesitation to take a break during their Mm -hmm. nap time because I'm like, Oh, these, you know, I don't know how long this nap is going to last potentially. And, um, this is my only time to fold laundry or do the dishes or whatever without um, a kid 
you know, pulling on me or, <laughs> or wanting yeah. or needing my attention or having to hold a child while I try to do some of those things. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think that if you, I think prioritizing again is really important. Um, both of my nanny kids are still on two naps a day. So that's very helpful. Um, when it goes down to one nap a day though, it's, uh, it's going to get tricky. Do you have any advice on, on that? I would say two things. One, learn what you can do when the kids are awake, which sounds weird, but as mm -hmm. the kids have gotten older, as naps have entirely disappeared in my life, um, <laughs> I, I have had to learn, as I used to work with primarily infants and toddlers, I've, I've had to learn how to adjust, like what can I do when they're awake and what can't I do when they're awake? And an example of that for me is I can cook dinner when they're awake. Right. I can unload the dishwasher when they're awake. I can make sure that lunch is packed for the next day when they're awake. Yeah, I can't fold laundry when they're awake, but I can put the laundry away when they're awake. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and sometimes what, you need them to be awake to exactly, put the laundry Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so learning what I can include them in, what I can't include them in, learning my own limitations of what is just too exhausting to try with them, AKA folding laundry uh, mm -hmm. and what has been successful in integrating their health, like putting the dishes away, uh, has been invaluable in helping me prioritize my time. And then my second piece of advice is if you can only take 10 minutes, which all I'm saying is, you know, at least start with like five or 10 minutes. If that's all you can take, do it first because the nap will end. The tasks will, the tasks will be prioritized somewhere else. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but somehow, like, somehow we get it done in a day. Yeah. But if you miss out on that 10 minutes when they're sleeping, that's going to be what you don't get done in a day. Yes. And I, I would encourage you to really um, be mindful about those 10 minutes, especially if it is only 10 minutes. Um, mm -hmm to maybe not do things like your emails. Although if that's, if that's the most important to you, then by all means do it, but to not let those 10 minutes, um, kind of slip away and you didn't really take a break to be really mindful of how you're using those 10 minutes, whether it is, you know, sitting down and reading a book or, um, or yeah, like stretching for 10 minutes or, or whatever, um, whatever's most meaningful to you, but to not let it just, oh, 10 minutes went by and I guess that was a break <laughs> to exactly. really search and, and experiment and find what, what helps you feel rejuvenated. Um, cause otherwise I, I think it, it's not worth the 10 minutes if, if you don't come out of it. Um, feeling like you actually got a break. Right. That's the whole point. That 10 minutes, if that's all you can take, make sure that you're incredibly intentional about using it as a time of rejuvenating and recentering so that you can be the best version of you where you are. Yes. And I think that um, having kind of a plan ahead of time will help you potentially avoid decision fatigue. Um, I think that I have talked about decision fatigue on another episode, but for the life of me, I don't know which one. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, 
this idea that, you know, especially as, as nannies, we are making a thousand decisions an hour all day, um, you know, or, or coming up with ways to help children make those decisions, which also takes a mental toll. Um, and so giving yourself a break helps avoid decision fatigue. And I will include an article, uh, in the show notes. So it will be down there for you, um, as you're listening to this episode, but, um, but psychology today has an article about the importance of taking breaks to avoid decision fatigue. Um, which is brilliant. Uh, and one of their suggestions is a movement break. Um, although this is mostly aimed at people that sit at a desk all day. Um, (laughs) I would, I would argue that nannies usually get plenty of movement, um, in our day. But like you said, we don't get to move our bodies with full bodily autonomy all day. So I do think that using this time to decide how you want to move your body, um, is, is very important. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then, yeah, this idea of, of decision fatigue. So that when you have to make frequent decisions all day, it can wear down your willpower, which we know is super important when you have told a child no, um, and you know, a tantrum starts and, and you really need to stick to your guns and that's hard. It's really, really hard. And it's even more hard if you are suffering from decision fatigue. Um, there's a study that they talk about in this, um, that notes that Israeli judges were more likely to grant paroles to the prisoners after their two daily breaks. Um, when, then when they had been working for a while, which is fascinating, um, that, you know, people's lives were impacted by when in the day they came before those judges. Um, so yeah, I think that, that it's, it's really important to give yourself a break from making decisions. And if you don't have an idea of how you want to spend your break beforehand, then you could end up using that time to make the decision of how to relax. Right. Which is not helpful. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, uh, is, there, is there anything that you wanted to add about decision fatigue? Yeah, I'm a, I love this topic. I am a huge fan of recognizing decision fatigue, and I'm a huge fan of bringing attention to how exhausting it is as a nanny. I think a lot of times, you know, you get it as a parent or everybody knows that like CEOs make a ton of decisions in a day um, and judges, (laughs) but yeah, nannies make a ton of decisions in a day. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that we have to stick to our guns occasionally. And I think that the issue is usually less that we won't stick to it and more that we won't stick to it with empathy and a smile. Yes. Yes. And so not only are we expected to stick to our no, but like almost most other professions don't also have to stick to their no in the best, politest, most smiley, (laughs) most empathetic, most encouraging way possible. And 
So I, I love the idea of recognizing that decision fatigue and breaks bring about clarity. Letting your mind rest allows you to move faster through the rest of the day. Break, um, what, what should I do next? Great, done, moving forward. A pause in the day isn't slowing down the rest of the day. It's my deep breath before a sprint. I'm not a runner, but I'm just borrowing that analogy because yes. it's kind of how we pace out our lives as nannies. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but I love the author, Emily P. Freeman. She takes on this subject of decision fatigue and she has a podcast and a book called Do the Next Right Thing. Mm -hmm. And so she shares about how to make decisions uh, in mindful ways. And she says that even small decisions uh, weigh on us and small decisions adding up over time can weigh on us the most. And so in order to decide efficiently, we need space in our days where we lighten that load and a lunch break can be that lightened load. Yes. That's such a good point, And I'm going to have to check out that podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, just a small little story that happened to me recently is uh, I had been um, asked to work more than I normally work. And I said yes with a happy heart because I love my kiddos. Um, but one of my families had gotten this new water filter, um, like a kind of like a Brita, but it's not a Brita. Um, and on one end of it is a like spigot that you push the button and the water comes out. And on the other side that was further away from me is a, like a spout, like a pitcher. So you can pour it that way. And I, that kind of got added as I was working a lot. And I would sit there because I drink a lot of water in a day. I figured out <laughs> because uh, I was at someone's house and they keep a wine bottle full of water in their fridge. That's just how they store it. And I was like, oh, I drink three wine bottles of water every day. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how much I drink. And so, cause I was at their house dog sitting. And so I, um, so I would be at this pitcher and I was using the spout end that was closer to me, the little push button. And it was taking forever. And I was so frustrated by this, but I was like, but I want the filtered water. Um, and it was because I was working so much. And then I came back after the weekend and I was like, Martha, pick it up. It's a pitcher. You can pour it. And like, it just revolutionized my day because I didn't have to go to the spout every time and push the button and like wait for what felt like 30 minutes, but was probably one minute um, to get my water. And so just little things like that where coming in with like being fully rested and I was also out of class at that point because um, I'm in school right now. And so just like coming in with that after that break helped me see that I, I had another way of approaching this problem that I just – couldn't see because I was tired and busy and, um, and yeah, I hadn't like given myself that break during the day. So I, that's just a little story that I thought of, uh, when you were, you were talking because it does, it really helps you reset and kind of see the world, uh, in, in a more problem solving and empathetic way than, 
getting kind of drudged down by the day. Absolutely. And that's so critical because often we jump to, and this is, I hope this is not too much of a tangent, but often we as nannies jump to the idea of our original childcare, which is like how we were raised, if that makes sense. That does, yes. <laughs> and so many times we have to fight our own mentalities as we get worn down or exhausted and we have to return to our education or what we know or what we've learned and we have to come up with a better solution than how we would have done it before. And if, if we take those breaks, we can come back to those same problems with a better solution than we would have had it before. And that has happened to me so many times as I've taken a break, laid down, like closed my eyes for 10 seconds and taken a deep breath and gotten back up and just realized, oh, I know a better way to do this. Yes. And it makes us better and it helps us because we can, you know, pick up the water pitcher uh, and, it, and it helps our, our kids, our kids that we work with and the families that we work with because we can problem solve better and we create better solutions for them when we have the opportunity to take a step back and look at the problem without being in the middle of it. Yes. I completely agree. And if you as a nanny are listening to this and, and thinking, I really don't know if my nanny family would go for this, use this podcast as a resource. Um, <laughs> ask them, you know, do all the other work. Show that you've thought about it and maybe bring in some articles about how important it is, which you can um, use the article that I've linked down below, but also maybe ask them to listen to this podcast, uh, about why it's important because, uh, sometimes it's easier to have other people advocate for you. Absolutely. So is, is there anything else you'd like to share? Any other thoughts? Uh, I just wanted to say that, yeah, if you are a nanny out there and you have listened to this whole podcast and you still are not convinced that you can take a break, don't judge yourself. In a world yeah. where our jobs are to take care of other people and to get it done and to do it better than before, and it is so hard to get it through to our own hearts and our own minds that this slice of the day is okay. But please, I am absolutely begging you to start small. Take the five minutes, create the space, create the routines that will allow kids to take the space and to see that self-care and then for you to model it. Those kids deserve to know that they can take a break too. And in a day, you might be the only person that they see mm -hmm. taking that break. And if they can give, if you can give your brain and your body the space to relax, then they can do it too. Ah, oh, yes. That's such an excellent reminder. Thank you. Um, well, well, wonderful. Um, is there, is there any, uh, resources for nannies, um, that you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, I, I really like, um, this Instagram, other Instagram called simply on purpose. She does a great job of wrapping up some routines. She talks a lot about routines. She talks about a lot of things for parents because she has a parent talking, mm -hmm. but she's got some great nuggets of advice on how to create cleaning up routines, how to create space in your day. They live a very simplistic lifestyle. Um, I haven't mentioned this at all, but like, so does the family I work for. And so, nice. uh, we just, 
needed some routines to create some order in our very simple days. I also love um, A Crafty Living, I think. She's, I think, more of her toddlers, but she's got some great like arts and crafts projects. Um, not quite Mary Poppins. I'm going to start, <laughs> now that people <laughs> like this topic, posting more about uh, generally like what I do to create these kinds of routines of rest and rhythms in a day. Um, and I can send you a few links to put up in the podcast notes of, of books that I've read, but I can't remember the titles of them at the moment. Great. Well, those will all be down in the show notes. So, uh, we're talking to you and you're in the future, um, which is cool. This is time travel. Um, <laughs> look down and they're already there for you. Um, I love it. Okay. We end each episode with a cute, funny story, and Mackenzie has brought one. <laughs> yeah, so I was um, preparing dinner for my nanny kid, and he was six at the time and had a, a friend over for dinner, and his friend leaned over to him and said, can you ask your babysitter for some more milk? And he said, that's not a babysitter, that's a nanny, and was super offended. And his <laughs> friend said, oh, well, what's the difference between a babysitter and a nanny? And he goes, well, a babysitter comes over for dinner and a nanny is here forever. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I love that he was offended and I, and I love his definition. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm okay with this. yes I love that um well thank you so much Mackenzie I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day (laughs) to be here with me of course thank you for having me it's great I could talk about this subject forever so I'm glad to have a space for it yes and and thank you all for listening we'll see you in a couple weeks Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.